Escape your every day with out-of-this-world action. From the gritty apocalypse of the Walking Dead universe to the cyberpunk realm of The Watch and the criminal underbelly of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Feel all the chills and thrills with Shudder's Halfway to Halloween Month. Experience Shudder's biggest month of horror featuring a new season of Creepshow and new movie premieres every week. All available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com. the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Astrid Carter, Head of Steel, and Pascal Day. Hi, everyone. Hello. And we've woken up to the news today that Meghan Markle's having a baby. Which we already knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friend was like, I called it. I was like, everyone called yeah. it. I was properly looking when I was watching the royal wedding, and you couldn't really tell. Yeah, you can't really tell, but her coat was quite strategic yeah. at the mm-hmm. royal wedding. It was quite... A-line. A-line, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't have any news about the baby, except when it's due which is spring that's it just spring so vague great well looking forward to it it was of course the royal wedding also last week did everyone enjoy watching the coverage i didn't invest in as much time as i did harry and Meghan's, but she looked amazing i was so pleased for her because she doesn't always get it right but she looked absolutely beautiful so her zach posen dress the after party dress is like amazing yeah that was really nice yeah and i loved with her first dress that she said she wanted an open back so that she could show off her scar and i actually have scoliosis as well so i was like yeah you go Eugenie. yeah Mm -hmm. i thought it was a really cool thing to do i heard that megan and harry told everyone that megan was pregnant at the wedding and went like ultimate scene stealers i'd be so mad if i would planned for my wedding and it's already not as good as their wedding (laughs) and then they're just like oh I'm pregnant it's just like I think that wedding was better though there was better celebrities it was more fun I think and they got told off haven't they because they had like two days worth and three different parties and the taxpayer was paying for it and they're not even I think they did it was just a security thing everyone was kicking off about but it was apparently a much more extravagant there were way more parties yeah there was like a festival themed party on Saturday I think they seemed like really fun they're like yeah Yeah. I want to see her hanging out with like Naomi Campbell like there were some (laughs) weird friendships going on there (laughs) she's like well, are you such good friends with Robbie Williams? He's <laughs> yeah. definitely 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a really good spectacle. And also the kids. How yeah. cute are the kids? Yeah, they look so I really like their little outfits. Yeah, me too. Also, I never knew that it was Eugenie and not Eugenie. I thought it was Eugenie because that's what someone at school was called. But yeah, oh, we were wrong. Yeah, we were both wrong all this time. So it's what? It's Eugenie. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. she looked fabulous. What else did everybody tune into this weekend? I went to cinema last night on my own and watched First Man. Oh yeah, that's the one about Neil Armstrong. Yeah, it was so good. I kind of wish I'd seen it in like the IMAX. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would definitely be worth going to see it there. What's it- good about it? Because I have to say it doesn't appeal to me at all. I feel like I know the story and it looks quite boring. I don't know, I guess I didn't know the story. There's a lot that, like, went into it and, like, a lot of people died as well trying to get to the moon. And I just love Ryan Gosling and I love the director and I think they just made it like really new because it's the director who did La La Land as well isn't yeah it? Damien worked, Chazelle and they work together a lot yeah and it's kind of like a lot of it is in first person so it's like you're the person that's in the spacecraft and it's just so realistic and Claire Foy is she amazing yeah she's scary she's a scary is mom she? yeah Ooh. she plays the mum yeah I was like wow she's aged she's, she's, she's trying to convince them like get rid of Olivia <laughs> 
Coleman, I can yeah. play the Queen yeah. again. I can play an old lady. <laughs> no, I probably phrase that wrong. Neil Armstrong's wife. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's Ryan a bit Gosling wrong. Play Neil Armstrong. Yeah, because that's quite a serious role for him, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like he can do serious acting. Yeah, though. has he not been Oscar nominated for something? I'm not sure. He's very much like Drive. Like, it doesn't say that much. And so you'd recommend it? Yeah. Is it kind of action-packed or a bit more slow-paced? I guess it's quite slow-paced. It's just a drama. It's not like action. Mm. But it's really good. You mentioned that you went to the cinema on your own. Do you do that a lot? Sometimes. Do other people do that as well? Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah, if there's a film I really want to see and no one else does, I'll happily go on my own. But it doesn't really happen that often. There's usually someone you can find. That's true. I've never done it, but it used to horrify me when I was younger. Like, oh my God, I could never go to the cinema in. But I think if I really want to see something, I'd definitely go. I've been to the theatre yeah. alone quite a lot. I used yeah. to see theatre reviews, yeah, yeah, exactly. so obviously you do yeah, go by yourself. So, yeah. And then you just kind of realise that it's not actually a really big deal. Yeah. Pascal, you're writing a piece on the film, so you have yeah. to go see oh, it. Of course. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I have done it before. I just think it's a shame because you then don't have anybody to talk to about that. That's the only yeah. downside. Yeah. I think actually it's the one or that and the theatre of the only places you can go and it's fine because you're just in the dark anyway so no one's looking yeah. over yeah. like, Luna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyone else seen anything good? I don't think it's out for a while but I saw the trailer this morning to Rocket Man. I know, it looks oh, great. Yeah. Oh my God, it looks The insane. Elton John film, yeah. So I don't think it's out till next year but... No, I think it's out soon because they are trailering it in the cinema. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it must be like in November and or something. Yeah. And it's running like back to back with the trailer for Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody yeah. which is the Freddie Mercury biopic. The Bohemian Rhapsody one looks potentially good in the advert, but I've heard from people or from reading reviews that surviving members of Queen have been so heavily involved with it that they've just kind of completely railroaded it and it is all about, wow, aren't Queen great? Oh, it's a Instead like, of kind of being like, it is about Freddie and really gritty stuff and like the AIDS crisis and stuff but yeah. actually they're all painted to be these jolly great guys oh, even shame. though he tried to go solo at one stage and there was lots of band infighting but I think that's been kind of edited out shame. quite a bit shame. that's the downside yeah. to having the real people involved isn't it Brian May really gets on my tits like <laughs> he's just gotta be involved in everything it's like just give it a rest now I can so imagine him just taking over the whole thing oh yeah I'm sure is he... he the one that loves the badgers Yes. What do you mean? Like he petitions for like saving Mm. the badgers. I feel like if you've got a big international platform, there are causes that you should be campaigning for more than badgers. No (laughs) offence if people are really into badgers, but... Classic Brian May. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Madden is also in Rocket Man, playing the lover of Elton John. And I thought that the trailer really reminded me of Behind the Candelabra. Has anyone seen that film? About Liberace and... If it's anything like that, it will be fabulous and amazing because I love that film. We wrote a piece about the 10 best podcasts to help you sleep because whether it's just a couple of bad nights or you're on a slippery slope towards insomnia, sometimes we all need a little stimulus to help us nod off. Podcasts on this list included The New Yorker, Fiction, Game of Drones, that does not sound interesting to me, (laughs) and a daily meditation podcast. But does anyone here have anything they would recommend for helping people nod off? I've listened to the Sleep With Me one and weirdly it does just make you, like when you're listening to it, you're just like, what is this? Like it's just this guy who's just talking shit and you're just like, this is crap. It's not going to do anything. And then it's morning and like you've just fallen asleep to it. I can't even tell you what he talks about (laughs) because he just goes on and on and on and goes off on these weird tangents and none of it makes any sense. And he calls himself Scooter, even though his name's not Scooter. (laughs) It's so strange, but it really works. So this says he picks a banal topic and delivers a rambling monotone, hour plus long monologue on it. Yeah, basically bores you to see. Yeah. Okay. 
And I quite fancy trying yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's called it's Sleep so With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep, okay? Self-proclaimed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? I haven't tried any, but you've, Pascal, spoken about ASMR before. Yeah, like, it's like my guilty pleasure. Is it? it? Oh, that's so, the tapping and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I knew what it was, but didn't really understand it until on Netflix at the moment, they've got this series that looks at BuzzFeed and they kind of, each episode is oh, somebody writing an article. I feel like that's a bad example of it. Like, that girl that's, like, makes it really yeah, sexual. Yeah, that was really creepy. Can you just explain really... first up what ASMR actually is? Yeah, it's sound related and it stimulates kind of senses, not in everyone, but in quite a lot of people. So yeah. it can be sort of people whispering and people can kind of get really attuned to a thing. It's basically the repetition of a monotonous sound. Yeah. So whether it's like the sound of somebody brushing their yeah. hair yeah. or cleaning Things, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brushing and it, something. And it's, it's kind of got therapeutic benefits yeah because of the repetition right yeah. yeah so in that buzzfeed episode some of it was yeah quite sexy and odd mm-hmm. not for me <laughs> um but yeah people were probably watching it with ulterior motives but some of it <laughs> yeah i could understand like if i was listening to that and trying to get to sleep the sound of maybe you know someone popping a bubble wrap might oh actually God. kind of be quite relaxing mm. I think it would annoy me yeah it's quite an abrupt sound <laughs> yeah it is so do you listen to asmr to go to sleep or you just find it interesting I listen to it to go to sleep mostly just like the whispering but I think it kind of reminds me of like you know when you're like young and you're upset and you're in bed like you've had a nightmare and your mum comes up and like she just stays there and she like whispers to you until you go to sleep that's what it reminds me of so I think that's what makes me go to sleep it's like it's a comfort thing yeah yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so that's called AMSR HQ. It's run by two women known only as Wanda and Paula. So Wanda and Paula talk about a variety of topics, but they do it all in a soft, barely there whisper, which basically gets you to sleep. It's like a massage for your brain that says, Mm. sounds lovely. I want to try this. I used to go out with a guy who used to listen to the shipping forecast to fall asleep. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. He'd listen on his earphones and it would fall out in the middle of the night and I would just wake up to the shipping forecast. (laughs) That is so annoying. I'd I'd get all tangled up if I had, because I wouldn't want to put it on a radio or on my laptop or something. You can get those under pillow speakers. I remember when I was little, I used to go on holiday, my brother would have one of those, like, Um, when we shared a room, it didn't disturb me. So it's just like a little thing that into your phone <laughs> and goes under your pillow. But you can't hear it? Yeah, because you can only hear it if you've really got your head like flat on your pillow because it's yeah. like a small speaker. It's really clever. I'm sure they have the There we go. Mm. This isn't strictly designed to help you go to sleep, but I'm a massive fan of Komodo Mayo's film review, which is from BBC Five Live. They have a massive following and they do a lot of like reading out of correspondence and people write them all the time. It's, they've got a kind of a real community and people write to them all the time saying you could have my insomnia and they've got their own joke about it. Oh. So. <laughs> they won't take any offence at me saying it because so that's definitely one worth trying because people write to them all the time saying that they help them sleep and I think it is just the monotony of listening to mm. two people mm-hmm. having an atta and they also go off on tangents and are just chatting rubbish a lot of the time so yeah. I think that helps well if you are looking for podcasts to help you sleep do check out the piece on the site With rents soaring and house prices out of reach for many, it's often not possible for people to live alone in today's economic climate, even when they reach their 30s. So, once you've left your uni days behind, how long can you live harmoniously with other people as an adult? Anyone here still flat sharing? So, I always lived with loads of people until I was probably 26, and Mm. then I moved to Brighton with my then boyfriend for a couple of years. And then when we broke up, I was very much like, I really don't want to live with a big group of other people. 
people again, strangers particularly. And I think at the time I'd heard so many horror stories of people doing it. So I was like, oh God, I really can't be doing with that. And also I didn't really want to move in with friends either. Because again, I just heard so many things at that time of people moving in with friends and it just being a disaster. So that's why I decided to basically move into a box room in this horrible (laughs) big old building with loads of tiny studio flats in because I just really wanted my own space and really wanted to live alone. And do you think that was the right decision? Yeah, I'm really glad I did that, definitely. But now my boyfriend's moved in with me by accident. So So you're still in the little box. I moved to a slightly bigger box. It's still a studio (laughs) flat and there are two of us in there, but it's actually got windows. The one before didn't have any windows. That's not true, be serious. It had like one tiny skylight. Um, Even prison rooms have windows. Yeah, Yeah, I know, it wasn't great. Um, (laughs) I think it goes to show like what a dire situation like property market yeah. Yeah. in this country like there's just not like Heather has a good job and yeah. yeah, and even the rent on that is like crazy, really. Wow. Considering when I first moved down to Brighton sort of five years ago or so, the rent was so much cheaper than London, so it was fine. Even though you were paying for the commute, it didn't really matter because the property was cheap enough that it, you were kind of paying the same amount as you would do if you were living in London, but that's just not the case anymore yeah. at all. Mm. Do you think it would incentivise you to move back to London? Potentially, but then again, I looked then and there was no way I could have got even a really shit studio flat. Yeah. Like, anywhere near the centre that's the thing any yeah. more or less at least in Brighton you're in a desirable area whereas in London to not be on the outskirts yeah. you've got to pay so much more yeah. than exactly. that exactly I was quite lucky because well not lucky but I was just like I'm just prepared to spend more money mm-hmm. and kind of sacrifice other things in order to live alone but not everyone can do that and mm-hmm. I do think that it's sad that you can be in your 30s and not be able to do that Yeah, you do feel I think from what friends have said that you are still a student Especially when you have to move in with strangers to an area you don't necessarily know just because that's the only affordable option, even if you are on quite a good salary. Yeah, definitely. And there's something about just needing your own time and space, isn't Mm -hmm. there? Like, Mm -hmm. even if it's a good friend, I lived with a really close friend up until two years ago when my boyfriend swapped in. Even now, sometimes I'll be like heading home after a long day and I'm like, I'm so glad there's nobody I have to talk to there. Like, sorry, Ben. (laughs) It's so different. Like, even if it's a really close friend, you've got to make that effort. You've got to always be on a little bit. You can't be like, fuck off, I hate you, which you obviously can do to your boyfriend. (laughs) So it's just exhausting a lot of the time. Pascal, what about you for your boyfriend as well? Yeah, I do. I can't imagine what it would be like if we didn't live together. Like, if we split up and I had to go back to living in, like, shared housing, I think I'd just hate it. It's like that thing, like, after work, you just want to go home and not have to talk to someone. And if you live with other people and you just want to make dinner, you have to put in that effort and be like, how have you been today? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to do that with your partner but like I totally agree with you me and my boyfriend live in this flat and it like does the job but it's expensive and like it's not a nice place to live but we literally can't move anywhere else like we have one neighbour who's got really bad mental health problems and she keeps us awake all night another lady who's like in her 50s and she's always having people over like we can just hear everyone so we just never have any sleep but it's like this is all we can do right now yeah we can't do any better than this would you ever consider moving in with other people as a couple i don't know we've lived together for like too long now i think alone if we moved in with other people i think it would just be worse Mm. i just don't think i could do it and then you just don't have that much space to yourself anymore do Mm -hmm. you like 
you've only really got your bedroom that's just for you two and like I yeah, couldn't so be true. in that close proximity with my boyfriend for yeah it's a lot of time <laughs> a long period of time welcome to my world <laughs> so if any of our circumstances change and you have mm-hmm. to find yourself moving back in with friends what would you do to make sure it was a harmonious living situation actually what would you prioritise I think even if it's like a really really good old friend you never really know a true person until you live with them mm. so I think it's really important to have some rules as like annoying as that sounds like draw rule book kind of thing it just kind of eases the situation I lived with my best friend for a year when we came out of uni and I love her to bits but I don't think I could ever live with her again <laughs> what kind of rules what's important to you just like being courteous so like I don't care if someone's like a little bit messy but don't be dirty like don't leave your dishes in the sink like just really basic stuff yeah. that's kind of it otherwise I'm quite chilled would you definitely choose to live with a friend do you think as opposed to a stranger like given the option yeah I think I probably would prefer to move in with a friend or like at least someone I knew like a friend of a friend if I heard that someone had somewhere going I think that's it's the quite ideal. daunting in your 30s to like be moving in with strangers yeah. I think I also think that's the ideal to have like somebody who you know but you're not really close with because yeah. if you move in with a really close friend who's part of your friendship circle it can be really hard to then detach your life like if you want to mm. see another friend or mm. have a different friend over for dinner you find yourself spending all the time or feeling quite responsible for that other person you kind of yeah. become a bit of a duo don't you exactly mm-hmm. my other tip would be if you can afford it just get a cleaner yeah I agree with that. I've never had one before, but yeah, I definitely feel like anyone I know who has had one, it has eased any sort of arguments. Yes, Mm. yeah that's wise um, Heather what would you do I think yeah similar advice try and find a friend of a friend someone you have a bit of a connection to and then just try and meet people for as much as you can before they mm. decide and you decide like, I think when my friend they had a, like a four bed place that they all rented together but there was always one person who mm-hmm. was kind of moving on and yeah they'd always properly invite potential other people round for dinner have a few drinks and just really try and get to know mm-hmm. them and just see how the whole dynamic worked and sort of do it that way I suppose rather than just kind of being like oh here's the, the place showing them round mm. and maybe asking them one or two questions yeah so true you've got to mm. fit particularly if there's more people yeah. involved Pascal yeah I think I would rather live with a friend I'd have to give up some of my bad habits I think like I was talking to my boyfriend the other day and he was like tell me something that I don't know about you and I was like whenever you make your lunch every day I go and eat some of it <laughs> <laughs> do you? after he's made it in the evening I'll go in the kitchen and I'll just have a little bit did he not get really angry? <laughs> no, he laughed oh, you're he about like so a big, big batching not like a sandwich like a big bite out <laughs> yeah. and put it back not to no. notice what you mean he makes like pasta so I'll go and I'll just have a couple of bits of pasta I just can't like not have what he's got <laughs> and I think like sometimes I used to do that at uni as well when like oh, my friends are yeah not like Shocking. really bad but like we you that person some... finish the food no I did it in like private <laughs> so I couldn't do that I don't think that's um... not consistent with your stealth <laughs> snagging skills and yeah probably just being a bit tidier I think yeah you've got to be much more aware of your own habits yeah and I feel like when you live with a boyfriend you can just really shout at them when you're annoyed exactly but when you live with a friend you have to kind of like internalise yeah. that hate it's not healthy <laughs> <laughs> it's true then gets the full force of my hate and then it's over it's yeah. yeah my boyfriend's gone away to New York for the week and before he left I was like oh, I don't know what I'm going to do without you here like who's going to make my dinners and I just know when he comes back I'm going to be like oh. yeah 
But <laughs> <laughs> are you not enjoying? Yeah, are you enjoying the alone time? Yeah, yeah. I'm like watching all the films yeah, that yeah. like he won't want to watch yeah, with that's... me. I'm exactly the same. I always read Dread by going away, and then as soon as he's gone, it's so it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you sleep so well. You get the whole bed to yourself. Yeah, and I don't clear up after both of us, but for some reason, I just make so much less mess when it's just me. Yeah, yeah, um, and like no one distracts you. You can get on with stuff like I can go to the gym because like sometimes when he's at home watching TV and I'm like. Oh, be doing that too mm. <laughs> I just won't go to the gym so yeah it's quite nice without him here if he could just go away for a week every so often that'd be really great it was international coffee day last week and it's also Monday morning right now so what better excuse do we need to talk about one of our favorite things coffee from cafes serving specialist own brews through to baristas whipping up picture perfect matcha lattes what a lovely sentence this list has all the hotspots you need for your next caffeine fix Heather you wrote this piece I did anywhere that stands out for you on this list that we should be going for a yeah. good I, cup of I love coffee it's my favorite thing Probably. After crisps. Like, <laughs> London's got lots of really good coffee shops. I really like the Monocle Cafe. It could be seen as a bit pretentious, perhaps. <laughs> coffee is quite pretentious. Yeah, though, I think, it? yeah, it can be, for mm-hmm. sure. But no, it's so nicely designed. It's all minimalist and everything in there you just kind of want to buy. They've got a shop as well and just loads of really lovely magazines. So you could very much kind of swoop in there and spend ages drinking all the coffee and reading lots of lovely things and I also really like Store Street Espresso as well which is around the corner from the British Museum and they do amazing cakes and really good coffee Ooh. Can you and tell the difference between coffee tastes like if you have a coffee in one place and then in another place you like these coffees taste different Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to be like oh this is Not from really. Guatemala or something <laughs> but yeah I can tell like when one's really good yeah, like and quality. when one's just you know Nescafe okay. or something Yeah are you not a big coffee drinker then? No, no, not at all. Don't like it at all. Do you like tea? Yeah, I love tea. I hate tea. I, I feel like my tea. adult taste buds haven't come in yet. <laughs> <laughs> don't like adult stuff like that. You don't like tea either, do you? I drink herbal tea, yeah, same. The mm. thought of putting milk in a tea is yeah. Yeah, see, I don't drink milk at all. Like, I didn't even like it as a child. It's like the one thing: milk and mushrooms. Whilst you have black no goes. Yeah, and same. Like, I don't really like cereal. I'd have like the tiniest bit of milk on. But <laughs> anyone see that Kylie Jenner tweeted like, oh, yeah. last week? being like oh my god I just put milk on my cereal for the first time in my life and it's amazing yeah like she's kind of like, like mind blown has anyone else tried it kind of thing yeah who else has tried this yeah. like everyone everyone yeah. has tried this I don't know it's like having a pizza and being like oh my god did you know that tomato really makes this like yeah. get it I have no idea she's obviously you know some people especially with American cereals I suppose you have quite sort of quite sweet like mm. ones so maybe you do just eat it as a sort of it's snack very dry but, breakfast yeah like, my husband used to put like water on her brown flavor. No, mm. sure. I've heard she people did. doing that with Weetabix. Why? Yeah, it's know. like why. And then some people do half and half. Yeah. I get that. I feel like I that's sort worse. of get that. Milk's but not yeah, bad for you though, is it? If you get the good stuff, you need a bit well, of calcium. Yeah. But there are milk but... alternatives to water. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, why would you go down the water route if you yeah. don't want milk? That's Ooh. disgusting. Anyway, back to coffee. Mm. Ash, should you be a coffee drinker? No. No, you're not. I mean, I gave up coffee on the 1st of January and haven't had one since. Well, um, I had a tiramisu in Italy and I was, felt so guilty. <laughs> I think that's all right. I thought you gave up coffee ages ago. So I gave I up was... coffee coffee. Like, yeah. I weaned myself off onto decaf. Yeah, that was last year, wasn't it? But there's still caffeine in decaf. Yes, but isn't so you haven't even had a decaf in just... No. What? That's mad. And Why? I walk past people, especially on like a Monday morning. You smell No, I'm like oh, smelling their coffee. Like, mm, it does smell so, so good. Because it's really bad for you and it made me feel really bad. So. Even the decaf. Yeah. So you're not going to go back to it then? It is like for life. 
Well, I feel like I've, I've always done it for a year it. now. Yeah. So, so why bother? Well. Yeah. Good for you. My Pe- next one is chocolate. Ooh. Oh, wow. I just eat too much. I always have dark chocolate in my drawer. I eat it every day. Though. It's not like you're tucking uh, into yeah, sugary not. stuff. Yeah. Can't give up all the good things. Mm. Life would be so boring. Dark chocolate is horrible, though. No, it's not. It's it the best. Is. It's like just turns into powder in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, I actually what have a bit with that. I eat it because like I would never just like sit and munch a dairy milk on my desk, but I wish I could. Yeah. What? So you eat dark chocolate instead? Yeah. I'd just rather have nothing. You know what, this is a massive tangent, but I was watching Nigella on Thursday night and she was making like classic Nigella food. There was just so much pastry and cheese and naughty things. And I messaged my best friend being like, I don't know if this is the industry we work in, but like it was just so refreshing to watch a woman be like, she wasn't even being like, oh, this is so naughty. Oh, this is such a treat. She was just like, here's another dish I'm making. And this is the stuff that it includes. Like I love food and I love naughty food or like, you know, naughty. Yeah, exactly. And it was so nice to see that kind of food normalized. I know we're supposed to be healthy and I know we're all supposed to be like not eating that kind of food, but I just felt like so bombarded with messages about not eating that all the time it was so refreshing to yeah. see somebody just cooking something that looked delicious and she was sharing it with her friends it was just such a nice change to seeing all the like oh don't eat that watch this don't no, eat that completely and also agree. It's, it's so unhealthy to be like that to be scared mm-hmm. or, exactly. or, like, food, or to call in or to like yeah it's it demonise it totally. yeah yeah she's just yeah, here is food, let's eat it. Yeah. And she always says as well, she's like, I'm a writer, I'm not a chef. So, you know, she's never mm. proclaimed to be yes. this really sort of chefy, fussy cook, which obviously knows what she's doing. And she yeah. just cooks Good food. for fun and food that people want to yeah. eat. I think Jamie's Italian series has been a bit like that as well, hasn't it? There's been so much like risotto, obviously. There's so yeah. much risotto and mm. pasta and that kind of food within that series. But it's just so nice to see those foods, as you say, not demonised. Yeah, because yeah. you don't have to eat it every single yeah. night. You know, you can be part of a healthy, balanced diet exactly yeah. but you should really have this Nigella piece if you haven't it's great it's celebrating 20 years since Her Nigella's first book. first book so is it really no 20 years yeah mm. wow I'm saying that like I remember it I don't I'm not that old <laughs> <laughs> anyway back to coffee I drink a lot of coffee but I'm not really a coffee snob so maybe I need to check out some of these places on Heather's list and become a bit more highbrow well, we've got something pretty timely based on that talk. I forgot we, this was coming up. I should have <laughs> talked about that last bit in this. Anyway, fakeaways. We run a recipe, obviously, every day in the Lux Mail. And one of last week's was an easy Korean ramen bowl. And we call it a fakeaway, which is obviously what we used to describe when you fancy a takeaway. It's something that feels like a takeaway, but you can make it at home. Does anyone have anything they fall back on that is a little bit more fun at home, but doesn't require relying on delivery? Yeah, similar to this, I do make quite a lot of ramen, lots of different ones. I think once you've got your sort of collection of Asian ingredients, you can basically just make so many mm-hmm. different things and kind of mix them up each time. What kind of thing do you put in your oven? So if I've done a roast at the weekend, just any meat that's mm. kind of lying around and then use all the gravy and bones to make a really good stock. Ooh. I really like doing ones with like dashi, which is like a fish stock, and putting loads of hot smoked salmon in and loads of vegetables. That's oh really God, good. Can I come and live with yeah, you? This is really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you won't eat until about half nine at night. <laughs> But you're more than welcome to. Yeah, it's really good if you've got like any veg left over. Mm-hmm. You can whack it all in a stir fry or in a ramen or yeah. grill it all with some miso. Just drool yeah. a bit. Yeah. Like, you take it from far away land. But you can make really good egg fried rice with that. Yes. You know those packet quinoa? So you can actually still make it quite healthy. Yeah. It's just spring onions, that packet quinoa or whatever grains you want. We always Sriracha, do that. Yeah. spring onion, and then lots of soy sauce. I do it with a packet sesame. with brown rice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love brown rice. And you can literally add any yeah. veg you yeah. want and yeah, a bit of spicy. Sauce. And it's filling, mm. and yes. it's quick, quicker than a delivery. Yeah. Or I could make that for anything. dinner. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm excited. Great. Yeah. Pascal, what do you make when you fancy something a bit more interesting? I literally don't do know. You cook? Not really. Yeah. Sounds like your boyfriend's quite a good cook. Though. Yeah, he is good cook. Obviously, he's not here this week. 
<laughs> you on the delivery every night. No, I'm either like just eat a piece of fish with nothing on it, or I have like two <laughs> pizzas to myself. Down, There's then. like no in between. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start with this. Even if everything's like laid out for me the way this is, it still goes wrong. Like, yeah. you know, when you just have to like put a piece of fish in the oven and like leave it in there for like 25 minutes, just take it out, and that's all you need to do. <laughs> I like take it out, and it's still raw, and I don't understand. <laughs> you have to turn the oven off. I just put it in for 20 minutes. (laughs) Would you describe yourself as like not that interested in food though? No, I love eating food. I just don't want to make it. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me angry making food. Like, you know, some people find it like really therapeutic. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I just don't. Like it makes me so angry. I love cooking. I don't like baking. I I find that stressful because that is really scientific and you've got to follow it. Whereas with most normal things you can, as long as you're not undercooking. Yeah. And if you do, you can go wrong, you can mm. kind of salvage it. Somehow, yeah, not baking. Yes, we know you both don't like baking. (laughs) (laughs) Asher, what about you? You're a good cook. Thanks, Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about it a lot. (laughs) Something that's kind of like fake away, maybe like a Vietnamese like sticky pork. Mm. Oh, or there was this like (laughs) childhood dish that we always had. My mum used to call it Chicken Maryland, and it's basically fried chicken, Mm, but it's the most comforting thing ever. If I'm going to be like really naughty, so you flour it, bread it, and just fry up. Yeah, it's a bit like schnitzel. Mm. Mm. Nice. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. that. You can make that healthier though as well because you don't have to use panko. You can use like crushed almonds. I've used mm. almond flour. Yeah. Well, I'm quite partial to it. Yeah, like a pizza, but we use brown wraps oh, and that's yeah, and then we'll make like a tomato sauce and pasta. <laughs> that's so <laughs> suspicious. That doesn't sound um, like a pizza. <laughs> 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 it's so good. So you get a brown wrap, and the trick is to like put it in the oven until it becomes really crispy, but not like so crispy that it then can't like survive a bit longer in the oven. So you get it like quite hard because otherwise it would mm-hmm. sog. And then you just add some tomato sauce and then basically anything you want. Like all veg, oh jeez, I promise you, it's like pizza. <laughs> no, and then, I mean, and then put it back in the oven. Stuff on. It's like you, into you it. melt the yeah. cheese, and then you get it out, and then we just like dollop pesto and chili oil all over it, and it's banging. That it's just like nice. one big crisp, like kind of, but it's just healthier than having like a load of dough. Mm, yeah, it's basically that. like a really thin crust pizza. That sounds okay. good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. You just literally put everything you've got in the fridge. Oh no, we do that once a week. Really recommend it. Mm. Wraps are great. You can make homemade tortillas. Yeah. With or like fun. fish tacos. They're not yeah. particularly bad. No, you always make them. If I have like nothing in the fridge, I'll always have like eggs, feta, and those wraps. Like they're staples. And that is literally the best thing. If you scramble eggs and like crumble up some feta and then put them in the wrap, it's yeah. just like great. Yeah, Add some avocado. Sold. Last week, actress Rebecca Humphreys, the ex-girlfriend of comedian and Strictly contestant Sean Walsh, released a statement saying he had called her a psycho when she suggested to him that there was more going on between him and his dance partner, Cassia Jones. But, as it turned out, her instincts were right. We've all seen the pictures. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? You could have been gaslighted too. What does this term actually mean, gaslighting? It's like when someone makes you feel really crazy. Like, if you feel like your boyfriend's flirting with someone and you're like, I feel like you were flirting with that girl and they're like, you're crazy. And then it turns out that they were. Right. So the National Domestic Violence Hotline categorises gaslighting as loads of things. Withholding is one of them. When the abusive partner pretends not to understand or refuses to listen. Saying things like, I don't want to hear this again. Or you're trying to confuse me. Countering, which is questioning the victim's memory of events. Blocking and diverting, where the abusive partner changes the subject and or questions the victim's thoughts. Trivialising and forgetting slash denial. 
I think it's a new term really, isn't it? Like yeah. back in my day, there wasn't like a term for it, but it's a real shitty thing to do. It's just real manipulation, isn't yeah. it? It's making somebody else feel like they're, they're crazy. completely wrong. Yeah. Do you think it's right then that it's now being taken seriously as a form of domestic violence? Yeah, definitely. I think it's good with any sort of domestic violence to kind of have a look at any aspect of that that isn't physical, because mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing that you've been able to kind of prosecute anybody for and... Even with that, I think you've had to go in and really show Mm. real wounds and injuries, whereas now it's good that they're taking emotional abuse more seriously. I think it's a difficult one because it's hard to know where the benchmark sits. Pascal, in this piece, you made the point that the term was used earlier this year on Love Island. Mm -hmm. When Rosie was accusing Adam of being interested in Zara and flirting with Zara, everybody saw that conversation, didn't they? Where he was like, you're mad, like, what Mm -hmm. are you talking about? And then obviously we know how that ends. He's basically still in a relationship with Zara now, right? So Rosie was right. And there were loads of calls at the time about that being domestic abuse and a lot of charities spoke out on her behalf. But in some cases, is it not just self-defence as opposed to abusive? I think what's interesting in the piece is that it's saying, or women's aid in particular is saying that gaslighting is rarely a one-time occurrence it's something that happens as a pattern of abuse so I think that's when like you say it's not just someone's been flirting with someone at the bar and you say what were you doing they're like oh no I didn't it's more a kind of an ongoing campaign of sort of intimidation I think so it's more of a a pattern of kind of systematically making somebody in the relationship feel crazy or I suppose whatever term you'd use it's not about how that person feels it's about how they're making their significant other feel and I also think it's interesting that you know even in this kind of post-feminism or Me Too kind of movement that we live in, it's still women that get deemed with like, oh, you're psycho, something psycho. Mm-hmm. Even like t-shirts that I think you can buy on like boohoo.com or something that say cute but psycho. Yeah. So you're really about like helping us out mm-hmm. here. Yeah. That, like that more issues than Vogue yeah. and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you wouldn't get a bloke wearing yes, that, would yeah. you? Yeah, so true. Why our girls seem to be like the crazy ones. Actually, my friends made that point. We were chatting about this over the weekend and somebody says that it really annoys them when they're dating and a guy says to them like, oh yeah, my ex-girlfriend like she's crazy or like yeah. oh, she's a psycho and one in particular was like I bet she's not like yeah. I bet she yeah. wasn't yeah. I bet that what happened was you just drove her a bit poshy and therefore she went a bit psycho but girls are so kind of easily all tarred with that brush aren't they particularly after a breakup yeah. yeah I saw someone on Twitter said something really similar to that the weekend actually like ask any girl who's actually been described as oh my ex was nuts or god she's a bit of a psycho and they probably got a, a story that would actually yes. show why yeah uh, like Rosie on Love Island Anyone watching that wouldn't say she was a psycho, no. but you can see why he could easily manipulate it to make it seem like that was the situation from the outside. Mm. Well, as we know, Sean Walsh's girlfriend, Rebecca Humphreys, came out with a public letter on Twitter saying she wasn't prepared to stand for it anymore, no longer wanted to feel worthless and trapped, those are her words, in the relationship. And as she stressed, if you feel as though you're being gaslighted yourself, it's important to believe in yourself and your instinct. It's more than lying, it's controlling. Let's finish by talking about some fashion. We wrote a piece which performed so well in the email last week about knitted dresses to buy now. I'm a fan. Anyone else? I tried one on in COS yesterday, but I just looked ginormous. I'm so confused by COS. I can wear a size extra small and a size 16, yeah. and they all fit completely weirdly. <laughs> well, I think because everything's oversized, there probably yeah. isn't a huge difference between like no, an a and a 16. But I like looked at this extra small dress. Like My boyfriend was laughing because it looked like an absolute balloon. <laughs> it was like black with lots of dots on and really woolly and like oh, roll yum. neck, and I was like, oh, that would be so warm. 
warm and nice. But I tried it on, and it was. But even the extra small one, I just looked like a dumpling. Oh, <laughs> just, stop it. Because I've got short legs with cos as well. Like, I think they're meant to come kind of just below the knee, but mm. on me, they're like calf length. So it was kind of One day we big. will have a conversation about fashion, and you'll be like, yeah, you know what? I love that. And yeah, I look really good in that. We're going to get yeah. to that point. I do love them. I was also going to wear it on the show yesterday, but it's always so hot down in that room. Yes. I was like, I know you've worn a few lovely knitted dresses on the so show, and I was like, time. maybe not. <laughs> but I am a fan. Pascal, have you been tempted by a knitted dress? No. I feel like they're really, like, about a boy. I've not what? seen that film. Oh, I thought you'd love that film. I know. I think You've it's never seen it. It's so long ago now that it just feels a bit weird. So Tony Paddock like, plays this the most, like, lefty, independent, vegan, hippie, hippie yeah. Islington living <laughs> mum. Right. Yeah. Like, coloured tights kind of person. Yeah. 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 But she yeah. likes a big knitted dress, though. I don't know if she even wears a dress in the <laughs> film. Just, but that's just what it is. Like, yeah. like a homemade one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, she definitely it doesn't knits. fit properly. Got you. I've never seen you wearing your ones. I have that cream mango one. I'll show you. The black and white one as well. (laughs) Yeah, there's that black and white one, which I wore for like 18 pieces of content last week. So that's been everywhere. So you clearly are not watching anything I'm doing. So rude. I feel like you'd have to wear like a lot of deodorant with on those. I feel like they're just keeping all the juices. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And there's also kind of nowhere to go. I feel like you feel a bit trapped. Yeah, you are a bit trapped. You've got to be really prepared to commit to the weather. And also, at the moment, it's fine to go bare leg, but then would you be wearing tights when mm. it gets colder? Yes. Well, I like the ones that are really mm. long and then obviously you'd be wearing yeah, tights. I, <laughs> I have the really long ones so then you could just wear boots that are like a little bit longer. Because they'd only be that much ankle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. So you probably could get away with wearing jeans and you wouldn't even see them. <laughs> why are you laughing? I, I don't know why that, I don't know why that like, visual just saying nothing. <laughs> but yeah, the tights and the knit are a lot static, I feel. Yes, very true. Mm. Very true. You need like a chunky knit as opposed to like something thin. Might. Yeah. Well, if you want some good ones, Zara have got some lovely ones right now. As showcased in my Lulu's unboxing video, which went live this morning. Check it out. Finally, one of our favourite colour pairings at this time of year is camel and leather. It's a pretty easy way to make camel a bit cooler and leather a bit more grown up. Does anyone have any pairings that they rely on? I actually have a camel and leather mat. Oh, it's both. Mm. It's camel. It's like a mat, mm. but then the sleeves are leather, oh, and it's got nice. a leather belt. Mm. That's cool. Anyone else? Are we talking colours or textures? Or well, both. I prefer to wear all black, but sometimes I'll go monochrome to kind of jazz it up a bit. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like you will mix like something really feminine, like a white pretty blouse, with then maybe like your Adidas sliders or something. You yes. go quite like high low. Probably, yeah. Mm. I wouldn't wear camel though. Like my mum's instilled it in me. I can't wear any sort of tan colours or <laughs> anything biscuit coloured, not at all. Yeah. With my no, colour, it just I'd be the same colour and it'd be terrible. <laughs> so no, I can't get in on board with the camel and leather. I'm afraid. I've like literally never been given advice like that. Like the days are not fashionable, people. Like <laughs> I would never be given that kind of advice. Yeah, that? I'd just be looking at something in a shop, and my mum would just come behind me like, "It's not your colour." <laughs> I was just looking at something nice. Like, I know, just looking at it, I'm not going to buy it. She's well, just going, even if you weren't with her. No, <laughs> yeah, I get it in my head though. Yeah. She's not with me. But yeah, if she was, you just come at like almost whisper behind yeah. you. Put it back. It's, it wouldn't suit you. So it's like, all right, cheers, mum. My mum's the opposite. I'll pick something. Up. I hate going shopping with her. I'll pick something. Up and she's like, no, not for me. I'm, like, I'm talking about me, mum. Pascal, that was really interesting. So you just didn't really talk about clothes growing up? No. My mum used to dress me in like the worst clothes. <laughs> oh Actually, god, yeah. I feel like I've been talking about Ollie Loads this week, but we do spend a lot of time together. I was telling Ollie this really 
embarrassing story from my childhood and I don't know why I'm saying it again now but I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I used to really love really baggy flares mm. and I remember like my school teacher was like friends with my dad and he came like round to our house once you know when it makes you nervous when you see your teacher outside mm. school and you're like, yeah it's weird I was like really like nervous and it was really on edge that he was in my house and like our staircase went like it was like very open plan you just like could go straight up the staircase and I like went to run up the staircase <laughs> and my sister was running up behind me and my trousers were like elasticated <laughs> and they were so flared that they would like go down onto the next step <laughs> and she trod on them did they come off? what was your teacher in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> you know when it's just like <laughs> really bent it <laughs> he was just like oh <laughs> how old were you at least like 10 or 11 I think like awkward age <laughs> I'm just laughing because that's the kind of thing that would have happened to me I can just really visualise and I just like turn around to my sister she was like obviously you've done it on the evil face back to the original question no like my mum would never help me with stuff like that because she had no taste either so it's like the blind leading the blind <laughs> I'm not very good at fashion but I do like denim and leather together it's not mm. okay yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that actually goes but <laughs> that's good that's great I think as long as it's not pale denim you know you don't want like a very pale blue with leather probably okay noted great well I'm sorry I assume that readers extracted absolutely no fashion advice from that whatsoever <laughs> But if you are looking for a bit of extra inspiration as to how to rock the camel and leather look, do check it out on site. I think that's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, please do rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time.